All right. So first of all, this book is crazy, spoilable. It's a suspense thriller adventure. It's a page turner. So I'm going to say right off the bat, I liked it. I think you should read it. If you're listening to this just to listen to our beautiful voices and you haven't read the book, go read the book. Welcome back to another episode of the Apartment Library. So yeah, so finally we're fulfilling your dream of us reading a sci another sci-fi. Another sci-fi. For this podcast. Because we didn't already do Dune. The best sci-fi fic. No, that's not what it says in the book cover, but no. whatever. <laughs> Isn't it like sci-fi masterpiece or something? Or is that And it fucking was too. Yes. That was like, very good. Before I knew about that book, but like now it's like, wow, I really know. And that the movie came out and everybody knows about Dune and everybody's an expert now, so but that's not what we're talking about today. Nope. Today we're talking about another surprise book. Did you did you find this? No, I I, I think you heard of, like you knew of it, and then yeah. I read people recommend it, and I said, oh, we should read this, and you're like, oh yeah, I know that book, and maybe I wasn't that excited. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you knew of the book before I brought it up. It definitely, yeah, I, I definitely seen it uh, on the subreddits. So what is the book? Look at you with the curveballs. <laughs> Fucking me up like that. <laughs> no. Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Published in 2016, I believe. Yeah. And it was like the definition of readable. This was like a lot of people have seen talk about it online as like a beach read or something. A beach it, read? Yeah. Like, like an easy kind of easy fun read to yeah, read like in the summer kind of. Is that the idea? Page turner. Yeah. And it definitely was a page turner. It was absolutely. Oh, it was like it had like all the components of what. Yeah, like I, I love the suspense in it. So yeah. we're totally gonna like fanboy, fangirl a little <laughs> over this book because we liked it. An A for me. So we probably should start with, with what we didn't like because uh, it's not much, right? No, okay, honestly, I'll, like I'll go you, first. You go, yeah. Given that uh, reaction I just got from you, <laughs> uh, I'll go first. And I think that that's like what a lot of people had said about the book is that a lot of the tech, a lot of the circumstances are pretty convenient. And I guess you can say that about so many books, but it's true. In this book, it did feel like some things were just kind of like, okay, that was too perfect. They came too close to getting caught or things work out too perfectly. It does. It didn't detract from the book at all. That's like about the only thing where I was just kind of like, okay, you know, like they probably would have died if, yeah. if that was, you know. Yeah, I agree. It, it did have those kind of perfect suspenseful action scenes that you imagine on like in a movie, and this is going to become a TV show, right? So I can yeah. I can see those being translated, or like in the author's head, I can see him imagining these scenes like on the big screen and. Making them, yeah, super suspenseful oh, and action packed. Yeah. And like you said, they get, like, they save themselves right in the nick of time. And mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, I agree that there's like a bit of convenience. It's interesting. Thrown in. Yeah, it's interesting that you say it like that because it definitely had a like Michael Crichton esque feel to it that it was, it felt like it could have been filmed for, t oh, sorry, written to be filmed. Like you said, it, it was very much like a, movie action scene mm -hmm. and i saw it like that and it happens a lot with like even though this deals with a fairly straightforward concept in physics at least on to understand like the the basic of it you know the multiverse and all that simple 
there's multiple universes happening that they split up from every decision that we make. And that's, it's not difficult to wrap your head around. And some things in this book, I thought they were like awesome in the way that he dealt with it. Cause he gave himself some pretty high stakes. And I think towards the end of the book where there's the revelation that since he started traveling through the multiverse, other universes have been created based on his decisions or from every fork in the road. Right. And all the Michaels, Start sharing. They're not Jason. Michael's. Jason's. Yeah, fuck the Michael Jason's. <laughs> Michael Crichton, I think, was still near mine. Yeah, maybe. there you go. Yeah, that's it. They, like, they, they all start showing up, and there's hundreds of them because he's been in the multiverse for like a month or something, right? Yeah. For a couple of months. And it's insanity, right? I think that other than the fact that some of the stakes felt a little high for how well things turned out. I love the book from beginning to end. And I did love the ending, which these types of books very often don't, they don't, they don't stick the landing very well. Yeah, I agree. It was def- like, oh my gosh, like whenever I put the book down, I just wanted to keep reading. It was mm. so exciting and a very unique take on this concept. Not that I've, <laughs> I think this is the only book about the multiverse I've ever read, but the story, yeah, felt very well crafted, very well planned out. You really feel like the how scary it must be to be in that scenario, and you want to go back to your original timeline, I guess, your original world, and you feel so lost in all the other worlds that are similar to yours, but you can see little things that aren't how you remember them to be, and you just want to go home. And how do you go home in this? crazy scientific multiverse universe (laughs) you know (laughs) like i I think that aspect really came through is just like the fear that you we would feel in that scenario and that makes me think uh, also about like what i thought was one of the strongest themes in the book regardless of this of being a suspense thriller action science fiction romance it's, it's it's old things it's that story of him being in love with his wife loving his family and his life, regardless of his shortcomings, regardless of his disappointments with himself, in that he just wants to get back. And what really grounded that for me was when he and Amanda reached the futuristic Chicago. I was like, that's it. Fucking stay there. Yeah. Like that place sounds amazing. It's a utopia. Why would you ever and he still leaves, right? They still Pick up and leave. Yeah, it's not home. You don't feel exactly. comfortable there. It's not home. So like it's you can change so many things about your life, but like your family, those who make you or make your life what it is. Mm-hmm. And he just has to get back to that, right? Like he has to go back to his wife. Yeah. And that's the crux, right? Like that that is the the MacGuffin. She he has to get back to his wife and his kids somewhat. You know, the kids is like a bit of a, an afterthought. And that's actually something that I did think about <laughs> several times in the book, because he has a wife and a and a child, like a, a teenage son. But like he's like way more obsessed with getting back to his wife. Like the kid is kind of like mm. on the sidelines a little bit. In, well, yeah, in certain... like, maybe was a, I mean, he loves him and everything, but maybe the kid was a bit of a yeah. You know, broken it just it kind of, of like situation. stuck out stuck out to me <laughs> in a few moments. I mean, it's no big deal. It's just kind of funny a little bit. Yeah. Like I love though that like he was careful. The author was so careful to like craft this relationship between Jason and and his wife, and to portray it 
in different universes in completely different sets of circumstances and scenes and what felt like a realistic way to me. The book is, and I really don't want to say this to any detriment of the author, but it does seem a little pulpy, but that didn't detract from it at all. I think that made it compelling to read and it made it, well, fucking readable right yeah because it, it really is a story driven book it's not the type of book that you'll pick up for like the beautiful like literature quality of it like Though it's, it was well written it's well written of course but that's not the focus like the focus is 100 on the story and the action mm -hmm. and that however like given the concept and the themes in the book the author could have very well chosen to and i'm pretty sure there are other versions of this scenario or of these concepts in physics that you want to explore in a crazy literary super deep what's the word lovecraftian way you know like verbose and never very clear and there's all kinds of different authors that would have done something completely different with this but yeah it did not detract from it and it made it more readable for me Yeah, I think it served the book well to not have this overly flowery, metaphorical language. Yeah. I thought, yeah, it was the perfect type of writing for this type of story. But it was action-packed from the beginning. I mean, at the beginning, you have like a very nice home scene and then the bar scene and then he gets kidnapped and then the book starts and it's kind of crazy, this thing. And like, I knew it was going to be about the multiverse, but I didn't know how he was going to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And then he finds himself in the Chicago, in the universe of Jason 2. How do you feel about Jason 2, the word? <laughs> I guess it's the, like, I can't think of a better way to, to designate your alter, <sighs> you can alternate get personality. You could just say, like, the other Jason But then, in, in and the, capitals. True, but, like, in the rest of the book, there's, like, Jason 49, Jason yeah. 78. So how else would you? Uh, other Jasons. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, there's ways to do it. It's just like yeah, like I thought. I thought it, it was kind of cute. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like you know when my little brother had like some like bully in like fucking kindergarten or like preschool or something, and his name was like Diego, and then Diego had a little brother, but we didn't know what his name was, so we just nicknamed him Diego too. <laughs> that reminded me of this. I was like, okay, that's 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 his name, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's the other Jason, and when he's in that world for an extended period of time i thought like okay well that's a thing but when the book really kind of gripped me and blew my mind because i probably should have seen it coming and i didn't and they get into the box and they start traveling the corridor and then it comes to me that like oh shit there's like all this potential for exploring these endless universes right there's like all the and the book does that to a certain extent right like you know you, you can't just do that ad nauseum But what they did was pretty cool. I mean, what the author did, what Jason and Amanda do of traveling through these universes, it was my favorite part of the book, right? And oh, I, yeah. I had this like childish want for more. It's just like open more doors. Yeah. Go to like a different universe in which that lab exists and steal more ampoules. Ampoule, ampoule. I don't know how to say yeah. that word. I think it's ampoules. I think ampoules. And go fucking explore the whole thing. It's just... It's really endless possibilities. Exactly. Even though most of them, most of the universes they saw, they sucked. Other than futuristic Chicago, 
in the Chicago versions that are close to the one that Jason wanted to go to, and obviously his home universe, they all pretty much suck. I loved, and there was like, you know, obviously like the, the world where the massive pandemic had struck, and he has to see his wife die. I mean, he... I think he's the one who he administers puts, like the euthanasia pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, he has to kill her. But like he puts himself through that. I was like, the entire time I'm, I'm reading like, why are you doing this? You're gonna like brand your brain forever you'll yeah. never be able to forget this situation that you just fucking saw your wife die in. i was like yeah. why are you doing this but you know that's love that's mm-hmm. this drive to go and be with her even though that's not her and i guess he can't wrap yeah you can't wrap his mind around that that's not your wife yeah. like yes it is her if the world if your world went a different direction but that yeah that's not physically your wife no and it was pretty funny at the end of the book when when he reunites with uh the og daniela and she asks him like did you sleep with that other daniela once he told (laughs) you know told her about like the the single version of her who had been a successful painter and artist yeah and he says yeah and then she just kind of looks at him like, oh, so you just like fucked your way across the multiverse, huh? didn't you? <laughs> I was sort of like, okay, that's, yeah, that's, I guess you could, yeah, for sure. That was funny. Yes. But yeah, my favorite aspect of the book, and I felt that like childlike wonder reading it, was the endless opportunity for exploration in, in that world, right? In, in all those worlds. And I loved that. I loved every time that he opened, even if it was like a world that sucked. It was still I, like the really cold, wintry, stormy one. Yeah. Or, or the, I mean, and, and then there's like, I guess you could say that was very convenient because they were like some that had died in every world that they visited. But I mean, they visit one that is essentially a nuclear wasteland mm-hmm. covered in ash from the nuclear fallout. Yeah. And they go and walk around all over the thing and they touch everything and then they come back and nothing. I was like, that dude is going to die. Yeah. You know, and like some years from like horrible cancers from the radiation in For that world. Sure. <laughs> just things that like, I mean, you just think about that, but it doesn't have any substance in the book. So whatever. I just, I just thought of that. Like the second that like they're in, oh, they're in a radioactive world. Yeah. They're going to die. Get out of there. Yeah. But yeah, that's one thing that I, maybe it's explained in the book and I just can't remember. But what, like we were talking earlier about like kind of convenient things in the story. And yeah. Like they figure out eventually that you can... And you can like imagine the world you want to visit, and then when that, you open that's the, door, the mechanism, right? Yeah, so I, I understand that's how it works, but again, it I guess that's necessary for the story to work for, so that he can eventually find his way home because there's infinite possibilities when he opens the door. So you have to imagine the world you want to see, but again, that, I guess that was kind of like a little bit of a did they explain it? Like, was there any basis in like the science of the book for why that was how you? He could choose where he wants to go. Well, I think it had a lot to do with like perception, you know. So if there were two people who were uh, who had been administered the drug that messed with your brain to give you the ability to like be to enter superposition, mm-hmm. if one of those people exited superposition, say the drug stopped working for them, both of them would exit superposition. So it has to do with perception that is like about the only thing that really gives any substance to the idea that like you give credence to the box you give the fabric to the box and your state of mind your thoughts your emotions your background your history is what 
defines what happens when you open that. Other than that, I don't remember that concept being explored any further. So yeah, you could very well say that was convenient. It didn't bother me. Though. No, it didn't bother me because like that's it's necessary because otherwise, how is the story supposed to work? How is he supposed to be able to find his way home? I mean, there's a million ways you could have done it, and you know, mm-hmm. he could have like just the idea that he came up with. I thought it was handled very well. I, I thought yeah. I thought that like the idea that his buddy, who was also a successful scientist, had figured out this compound to alter your perception or you know a drug a psychosomatic psychotropic psychoactive drug to change your perception and to allow your entire being or the entire context of like content the entire contents of the box to go into superposition yeah i didn't i didn't mind you know like it, it had that quality that it's science enough to not bother me because it's stupid science, like in some Michael Crichton books, but it was based on scientific principles enough that I could just let go of the the bias against that it's not based on science well enough for me to enjoy it, like other science, uh, like other science fiction books. Like other Michael Crichton books that I read and I was like, okay, this is stupid. Versus reading like my favorites, like Jurassic Park, where it's still like an okay book. But the science behind it is grounded enough that like it gives the credence. I'm not like hoping to learn any hard science from reading this book. However, the journey that comes from it is riveting and that is in part because it's based on some scientific principles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you kind of have, reading this book, yeah, you can't be too critical, nitpicking every little thing, because, I mean, it is like a science fiction book, so of course this is not reality. And that kind of makes me, made me thought, like, why did Jason 2 even want to make this box where you can access the multiverse? Like, and I know it, it's like this huge scientific achievement. Because also that he could go and, like, like bang Daniela essentially. But like, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't he have seen all of these terrible consequences that could occur? Like all of the other Jasons that are created when you start entering the multiverse, and you know I'm, all I'm, of that. Like you'd think he would have seen this coming and said, "This isn't a good idea." But I guess that's kind of the drive to achieve this big scientific discovery. Kind of maybe clouds a bit of your judgment in that way i think that like like i said before i think that is part of like the theme of the book where love and family over work and achievement is what drives the og jason to get back to his world mm-hmm. in the same way that this other dude who creates the box who creates the cons or who are, uh, sorry who figures out the the scientific method to travel through the multiverse is literally to like get back get a chance at that life that he gave away just to like be more successful and whatnot for sure but in his world though daniela still exists and like she's single and so he could have totally tried to you know make a life with her in his original jason 2 world you know after i think that they know each other and they like when when the original jason goes into like jason's 2 fuck this is going to be difficult to say when he is in the first multiverse universe 
that he wakes up in and he goes to see Daniela. Daniela's like, oh shit, like I haven't seen you in like months. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying like they obviously knew each other. She still exists in the world. She's not married. She's not whatever. So Jason too, instead of being like, oh, I wonder what could have been, he could have just been like, went to see Daniela and say, hey, you know, I miss you. Yeah, but like, that's my point though. That's my point. They are friends. Like they kind of know each other. He could have like, I'm sure they could have like gone further. But but it doesn't happen though. That's the point. That's why he creates this thing where he can go. But it's not like he tried though. He he. It's not like he was like getting shot down by her every day after, and that's why he wanted to go back and see the other way things could have gone. Well, like, that wasn't like explored. They, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that almost would have been an easier option than <laughs> like spending all this time and money to make this big box to like. Okay, sure, like, if that's a criticism, but, like, I mean, without that, there's no book. Yeah, I'm not criticizing the story. I'm just saying that I I wonder why he chose this route over the other. Like, it's just a comment. I'm not criticizing the book. It's just a a thing I observe. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, like, if it's to go down into, like, what is so... Like, it's not like Daniela is dead in his timeline or something. Their relationship is, though. Like, their relationship was... Fucking what? How do you say that? Like it, it just it, didn't progress. Like it kind of fizzled out. Like they're still acquaintances. They still know each other. Yeah, but it, exactly. Like it, it. There's kind of like there's no going back. You know, it's like okay, I could go and like try to do all these like cool things that I didn't do when I was 19, and now that I'm 29, it's gonna take all this fucking work to go and try to like figure it out and like do it. You could, of course, but it's not the same. Like this dude wanted to go see. If there was a world in which he was happy and he travels to a universe in which he didn't proceed with his scientific exploits, but he stayed with Daniela and he, what he finds out is that he's, what he thinks he sees is that he is happier and he was way happier that way and he finds the fulfillment in being with her and having a family, a kid, a life with her. We're talking about Jason too, in his own world where he is successful and famous and rich and doing super well for himself and he still thinks that the other jason is happier so it is convenient in that way that like he just decides like what what i find more convenient out of this entire like portion of the story or let's say too convenient or contrived is that he lets the other jason live and it's kind of rationalized as in like he gives him the same chance that he is taking for himself and traveling to his world and stealing his life, he throws him back into his own world and tells him, like, look, now you can be famous and rich and do all the things that you in this world don't want. But if he doesn't want those things, if the original Jason wouldn't want those things... He's not going to accept it. Yeah, I mean, or he wouldn't be happy. Or if he did, I'm sorry, if he did want those things to be rich, to be famous, to be successful, to have all the scientific exploits that this other dude has, he wouldn't want to, or he wouldn't be happy in the world in which he is with Daniela, right? So it's kind of moot as a point that like you're sending this guy back to your world in which you are not happy and say like look you're gonna be happy because you have all these things that i have but you're not fucking happy in those anyway no i think he realizes that it's kind of a cruel thing to do but he's just trying to rationalize it and say he has the chance to live this amazing glamorous life i think it would have been less cruel to fucking kill the guy yeah but that's a pretty big step to take if you're not a murderous 
person to begin with. I mean, he fucking ruined his life largely, completely yeah. changed them. And then there's the end of the book, right? Like mm-hmm. where, and I love the end. Yeah, the end you know, is really good. Where they, they, they see no way in which they can stay in this world, and they go and choose a random door and go into another universe to never be found by the other Jasons, yeah. and they leave their own world to burn because there's these like fucking crazy dudes. God knows what's gonna happen in terms of the scientific world, the social world. The fuck is what's going to happen once the authorities find this crime scene with blood and corpses and it's all the same dude. And like there's going to be this huge like <laughs> missing persons case like family disappears, you know? Yeah. Like they just disappear from their <laughs> world. And I feel bad for the other Jasons. Yeah, they're, they're all the same like, person. They all wanted the same thing, but they're just kind of left to fend for themselves in this world at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of sad to know that they're just out there and they'll never be happy because they're seeking their original life. And yeah. the people from their original life ran away into this unknown universe. Yeah, the character that we're following is one version of all these other iterations of the same character who don't have a happy ending. Yeah, they, they just have a shit ending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you feel so bad for them. Yeah, some of them are like butchered at the end, you know, they're like... Yeah shot and killed and i mean god knows how many of them died in the multiverse i think they say that at one point and that makes like that ending near the like the final kind of action scene where they're in like that cabin in the woods somewhere and then jason 2 shows up and other jason and original jason like kills jason 2 like in front of his family so to me, that was like, whoa, so you're scarring your child for life there. You just I think his kid helps him too. Like the kid distracts him and that's how yeah, I think OG so. Jason I think so. can and, and Yeah, I mean, it definitely was kind of a defense scenario. Like Jason 2 wanted to kill OG Jason. So yeah, you kind of do have to defend yourself. But that must be a really traumatic thing to witness. I think, yeah, he mentions it. Like he's he's trying not to. He just wants to rescue Danielle and Charlie and leave whether it is for Australia or for another universe but he also kind of steals himself and prepares himself to the fact that like he might have to confront these other bloodthirsty iterations of himself who want the same thing and they're ready to do the same right mm-hmm. but when he brings in when the author brings in the other Jasons, that was another turning point for me reading the book where I was like, okay, the stakes are higher now. I could feel my interest in the book being renewed a little bit. Not that it was waning, but it was crazy to think like, oh shit, I didn't even think of that. Mm -hmm. That of course, you know, if he's been traveling through the multiverse, the second that like he enters the box and goes into superposition, there's going to be, like, infinite Jasons created. Exactly. Infinite yeah. number of them, right? Yeah. For, for like, every moment, for every difference in circumstances, whether it is, like, whether the guy yawned or not. Yeah, every decision you make, every action you take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something I didn't realize either. And then when it happened, it took me a while to, like, understand where these Jasons were coming from. But then when it hits you, you're like, whoa. Yeah. That could have been done a bit better. However, when he reveals that, is he goes into that chat room, yeah, and it's like there's like a hundred different Jasons in one in the same chat room, and God knows, however, like billion other Jasons haven't like figured this out. 
but so many of them have made it into the original universe, survived the multiverse, got there because it was pretty difficult, right? Like it was, he was like writing down all these like endless notes, trying to like get himself in the right state of mind, and he would always land in a different Chicago in a different universe, not his mm -hmm. own. But yeah, just this funny fucking chat room where they're all like dissing each other you know yeah yeah that was like a almost like a cute comedic part of the book to see all these different jasons yeah. <laughs> and i mean we we talked about this and we kind of left this part of the discussion way back but i remember reading a couple of lines that i thought were actually pretty neat the only one i remember and it stood out to me and that's pretty much the only line in the book that I remember specifically that I thought was really well crafted as a sentence was that Daniela didn't have a filter or something like that. Yeah, I think it said Daniela has a direct line from her heart to her mouth and she doesn't have a filter. I think but, that sounds, I think I remember that. Yeah. And I thought that when I read that, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this book isn't, you know, like written by a, a mindless story driven author but it has some sauce oh no right? he's a good author like he's a good writer 100 like i can't criticize the guy's writing at all it was very well written but like we said earlier it's uh, yeah there's definitely books out there that are more literary i guess if you want to call it because the, it's there those books are much less action story excitement this one really focused on that versus the type of writing the style of writing but he still was a very good he's a good writer there's no denying it i think that the story punches through so well regardless of these like funny little moments that are kind of like almost comedic and sort of sitcom-y mm -hmm. i thought that the story came through so well and the concept even though it's not explored in its scientific depth but on its practical elements, the idea that you could travel between universes, it has this effect on me. It has this ability to like trigger that childlike, wondering, dreamlike state of imagining the possibilities, right? And I just kept wishing they opened more doors, right? Yeah. Like the different worlds that they visited, even though, like I said, most of them sucked. Most of them were horrible, deadly, apocalyptic versions of his own world. And I just kept thinking, my God, like, just keep opening those. Just fuck your family. Screw the whole thing. Like, just keep doing this. This is where the book is at. This is the story, right? Yeah. I thought that was like the, that's my favorite part of the book. It, it really had that effect on me that makes me want to keep reading and makes me want to like explore anything else that this guy has written simply because of that idea right and it, it's lightning in a bottle that's the the way i would characterize it i thought when they start opening doors and like my eyes kind of grew wide i was like holy shit this is gonna happen they're gonna go through like all kinds of different versions of the hangar and the lab and all that but then they open the world and it's like not the lab isn't there the building isn't there the box is in the middle of a field and it's uh what have you, right? I'm not saying specifically a specific world that they visit, but I think, yeah, like one of the first ones that isn't the lab. I think I think the first one, like they open the door and they see themselves running and they're like, oh shit, and like 
Leighton kills Amanda or kills Jason, they see themselves like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. They go back in the box. But the first one, they open and they see that it's a completely different thing, right? I just kept, like, for some reason, I just thought, like, they're going to open this and it's going to be, like, some jungle crazy thing where, like, geologic history has gone completely different than the fucking dinosaurs are still there, which is possible, I guess. They're, like, yeah. something, like, really out there. But I felt like he explored that enough that it, it it satisfied my craving for that as soon as i discovered that shit that's what that's where the book is gonna go mm -hmm. it satisfied that craving for me but i also kind of wish it was like a, a, a i don't know like a book of short stories where people just do nothing but travel like that you know yeah it really opens up the possibilities and i bet you when this becomes a tv show i hope they explore that a bit more like i hope they don't stick exactly to the story mm -hmm. and maybe explore a few more of these universes mm -hmm. But then there's the underlying theme and the underlying drive of it all, right? That, like, he wants to get back to his family and that, like, nothing matters more to him to get back to his wife and child. And it's it's really sweet in a way. It's really heartwarming to think that, like, he might have been somewhat disappointed with himself and his academic exploits and his career success. But he realizes that like he doesn't want anything else. He has the ability to travel to amazing worlds, different versions of his own, or something completely different. Yet he has to get back. That's the crux of it, right? Like he loves his life, he loves his wife, he loves his kid. Maybe a little less of his wife. <laughs> but he has to get back. And he needs to get back so bad that he will do anything, uh, including killing his alter his clones person. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no fucking loved it a plus it's great and yeah i'm really curious at the end when charlie is the one who gets to choose the door that they open to escape to True, i really I like i would love to know what world they end up in and like how do you adjust to this new world you just show up all of a sudden in this alternate society and it's just i'm curious like how you adjust to that and how do you what if like Money doesn't exist in the way you know it. You you knew known in the past, and jobs are different. They require different skills. Like, how do you sustain yourself? These are just all things that it led me to think mm -hmm. about. Because yeah, it totally ends on that kind of unknown. They're off into the future kind of scenario. Do you remember if they had more than a set of amples for each one? Like, could, could they have gone back in the box if they opened the world and it's like, you know, fiery, lava, inferno? I don't inferno? remember, but I feel like it kind of, it made it seem like, okay, they're just taking a leap and whatever happens, happens sort of yeah. thing. I forgot about that. I forgot, like, when yeah. you said that, yeah, it is Charlie that, like, they make, because he has no baggage. He doesn't have their history. And so the other nations won't be able to, like, yeah, follow To, as to get to that world, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was really cool. If at all. But yeah, yeah, it would it's... just be pure luck, mm -hmm. essentially, that they would choose the same. Oh, and there's that crazy scene where they're in the corridor and they see one of the other Jasons naked, like covered in all... mud and yeah, shit. But, uh, and blood, wasn't it? He was like, all ripped up. Like his back was like <laughs> I... all ripped up. And, and he just walks by and looks at him like, ooh. That was scary. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's the first other Jason that you see that isn't Jason 1 or yeah. Jason 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's was... the first hint that... There's all these multiple Jasons yeah. in the multiverse. Yeah, there's multiple, there's endless universes, right? Yeah. So there'll be like 
billions and trillions of this dude. But like, there's multiple Jasons that are like they are aware that they're traveling through the multiverse. Oh yeah, there's like, I think the fact that like you are traveling like gives you the ability to like access those worlds. So the ones that you don't have access to, I mean, they don't even matter, right? But exactly, it's like the second, like I say, like the second he goes into superposition with Amanda with the set of ampules, mm-hmm. there, there's gonna be trillions and trillions and mm-hmm. trillions of versions of him. And like, and they address that in the book. They they say there's like all these ones that I think at one point somebody says like, yeah, Amanda died in the in the frozen world, and in one of them. I think when when he asks another Jason what how, what had happened or something like that, you know, point being that like yeah, there's so many of them who like didn't make it. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's plenty of them. I mean, he was homeless and like starving at one point. There's plenty of them who like never left that state and like remained homeless and crazy and mm-hmm. starved. Yeah, so you feel so bad for all the other mm-hmm. Jasons because they just want to get home. Also, yeah, they're all him. Right? Like then they're not bad guys either. They're no, just, they're all him. Yeah, they're all like this nice guy who just wants to get back to his family and only one of them gets to achieve that which is sad yeah exactly so i i love that the book has the this ability to like make you wonder about all this crazy universe you know that's what like i think there's so much to the the post-apocalypse and what's the other term for that dystopian yeah the dystopian world that obviously as popular obviously people have an appetite for it my god they've made a hundred movies they've written a billion books about it Mm -hmm. and it sells like crazy i think it has this ability to let you insert yourself into this world of endless possibility even if it's shitty i think that ups the stakes and gives you a at the same time a challenge but also a bit of freedom and it's empty right you can Mm -hmm. populate it in your mind however you want this book is such a good example of that that you can just imagine that any of those doors will lead to any number of wonderful or horrible or incredible things yeah yeah and the book really makes you kind of realize that scientific discovery just for the sake of it or i guess he was inspired by the fact that he wants to live a different life that's that was his drive to create this this multiverse technology but it just kind of yeah makes you think that just because we can do it doesn't mean it's a good idea because look at all of the chaos this thing caused of oh, all of these jasons coming back and so that's jurassic park all over again yeah so like it's really cool if we had this technology to see how your life would have turned out if you made different choices but i'm so glad this technology is sci-fi right now <laughs> and hopefully it stays that way because it's just too chaotic. I think it was explored in, in, in a very efficient way. And that kind of exactly it leads or it, it can lead to the sense of like, oh, shit, if this happened, we'd be doomed. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. The second that people start traveling across universes, they're going to fucking ruin every universe they come into contact with. Right. So, yeah, like I, I felt that the book was really exciting, really adventurous. It's a, definitely a page turner. Like you just you just want to keep reading and s- to see what happens and to see the resolution of the story. And uh, yeah, it was a really creative job by Botty Crouch. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a fun book. That's, yeah. If I had to put it all in one word, I'd say it was a fun book. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you made me read it. I mean, every time that like you recommend me a sci-fi book, I'm like, 
what the fuck? Why don't we read more sci-fi books? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the type of sci-fi that I can get on board with. It's grounded in reality enough, but there's just these cool pieces of technology that we don't currently have. And... Oh, you're going to love hard sci-fi. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but this, yeah, this one wasn't too... It didn't have too much of that, like, scientific explanation behind it like it it did explain a bit of the technology and the, the theory but it didn't focus on that it was really story driven exciting cool action book yeah. and it's going to be awesome as a tv series whenever mm -hmm. that gets made i think most sci-fi books that i've loved they've been exactly what mm -hmm. you just described you know okay. it's not about this it's not a book about a spaceship it's not a book about a time travel machine it's about what happens around it mm -hmm. depends on what it is obviously there's like plenty of books that like i've read that i've loved that happen you know in the far future and in space and in a completely different universe that doesn't exist or Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But it's what the author does with that story, how it grips you, you know, like yeah. whatever the themes, whatever the components is like, how does it grip you and what does it make you think about? And this book had that. It just oh, had yeah. that, like, again, like lightning in a bottle. It like made me wonder and it made me smile. It made me want to keep reading it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really good, really exciting read. We both really enjoyed it. All right. Thanks for listening, kids. Join us next time. Not sure what we're going to read next, but it'll be something good. Guaranteed. <laughs> if you have any recommendations for us to read or any thoughts about this book or any of the other books we've read, please send us an email. Our address is apartmentlibrarypodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Make Bye. it sci-fi recommendations, nothing else. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>